Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You know, so all of that is our own self-perception. And we cannot outcreate our own self-perception. So we are the ones that have to decide and give ourselves permission to create a vision of who we want to become. Because each one of us are in the process of becoming something. There, we're not, none of us are the same each and every day, and we're not going to be the same person in five minutes from now or five years from now. So we get to decide, not based on what our parents told us or what society tells us, you know, based on what our past religion or, you know, uh, you know, anything that's a limitation of what's been imposed on us. We get to decide who we want to be, how we want to show up, what we want to create, what we want to have, what we want to do. We are the ones and we are the only ones that give ourselves permission. And we do that by really focusing on what are my thoughts that I want to say, you know, focus on. Am I in lack or am I in abundance? What words am I going to use? And do those words support who I want to become? How you day? How you day? Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. This is the first episode of 2019, and it's an amazing episode because it is about taking your visualization and turning them into reality. She goes through ways you can go from lack to abundance, and we talk about what she calls quantum success, how to build a culture of value and appreciation that brings out the very best in you and the people around you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's episode is with Christy Whitman. Christy is a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All. She's appeared on Today and The Morning Show, and her work has been featured on People Magazine, Seventeen, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, and Teen Vogue, among others. She's also the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy. What we're going to be talking about today is how to go from vision to reality, and we're going to be going in-depth with her latest book, which is Quantum Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful, and Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. The pleasure is mine, Christy. Now, obviously, you've uh, attained a lot of success in your life, but 
you know, as, as much as, as, as much success as you had, I'm sure you have a backstory and something that triggered you to go down this path. So can you walk us down the early days of your life and how you found yourself being, you know, this coach, mentor and best-selling author? Absolutely. You know, I, I was never happy. Like I never felt fulfilled and I really came from, you know, a upper middle-class family my mom and me, my dad provided well for my family, but my mom was never, it was never enough. And my dad was in a, always in a place of judging and criticizing other people. And I learned a lot about that. You know, I, I learned how to do that myself. And so I found myself in my early twenties, you know, very successful. I lived in Chicago with my best friend in a brownstone in Wrigleyville. I had a great paying job. I had money in the bank you know, I had my fit body. I mean, everything I had had a degree from Arizona State University. I mean, everything I thought was supposed to make me happy, at least what I was told. Um, I found myself just accomplishing everything that I wanted and found myself really unfulfilled and really unhappy and feeling very empty. And so I started seeking like why, you know, I have it all. Why don't I feel like I, I'm happy? And so when I started asking those questions, you know, it's like asking it is given. I started meeting people. Um, I actually moved from Chicago to California from my latest bad guy. I always say that I was attracted to um, <laughs> the, the guys that like were emotionally unavailable or on drugs or were cheating. You know, that was kind of like the guys I used to attract. And so I moved to California for the latest one and found out he was cheating on me. And so immediately broke up. But before I did, I met this hairdresser who was a friend of his. And so I went to go get my haircut and Janine was just like, she had such a, Oh my God, like a joy, a joy that just exuded out of her. And it was like a scene in when Harry met Sally, I was like, I'll have what she's having, you know? <laughs> um, she was just so joyful and she just bubbled with this, like just had this effervescent personality. And so I started asking her cause I'm watching her talk and I'm watching her, her energy, even though I didn't know what that meant at the time. Um, and just the way she was being. And I said, what do you do? There's something you do that's different than most people. And she said, wow, that's really funny that you can see that. And she said, I do a form of meditation and I work with this meditation teacher. And I said, I'm going to need her number. And she's like, okay. So I was dialing Melanie's number outside, like as I was walking out of the salon and, um, you know, immediately got an appointment with Melanie and Melanie said some things to me that back then, now this is over 20 years ago, back then a lot of people weren't talking about it. We hear this more and more today, but she was saying to me, your thoughts create your reality. Mm-hmm. And, and when she said that to me, I went, wow, like that, I, I know that to be true. I don't know how I know that to be true, but that just rings as truth. And then she said to me, she continued and said, you're either attracting what you want or repelling what you want based on the thoughts that you think. And again, I, I checked myself and I'm like, God, that is so true. And she said, I want you to go home. And before I'm going to start teaching you meditation, I want you to really pay attention to yourself, pay attention to your thoughts. And oh my God, I was so negative and I was so critical and I was so judgmental. And, and it was like, nothing was ever enough. And I had become my mom and dad. I'd become not only my mom where nothing was enough, but I'd also become my dad, which I was judgmental and critical of everything. So I'd become the the worst of both of them (laughs) and the way that they perceive life and unfortunately still do to this day. Um, 
But so I was really clear that I needed to start working on my thought process and was starting to change my thoughts. And as I started digging deeper into that, it wasn't just about changing thoughts. It's like, you know, when you're gardening and you're just cutting the weeds at the surface, you're not really digging in and taking out the weeds from the, you know, the core of the seeds, right? Yeah. You need to go in and take out the weeds in order for them to leave and, and plant something new in their place. And so that's what I started learning about beliefs and how it's beliefs that create our thoughts. And it's all that that really creates our reality. So as I started to change my beliefs, change my thoughts, um, I saw things in my life really started to change. And um, I was making more money. I got an even better paying job. I met a really wonderful man I was in an eight-year relationship with and married. Um, you know, things were just going really well. And as I continued to grow and, and learn about myself, about five years into applying what I was learning was the universal laws, I had my first book appear to me in, the, in a meditation. And that night, 1.05 in the morning, I was woken up by literally a voice giving me the first sentence, the first paragraph, the first chapter. And I couldn't roll over and go back to sleep. Um, so I would get up and just start writing down what I was what I was hearing. And it was also helping me for what I was going through at the time. And for seven nights in a row, this happened. And that became my first book, Perfect Pictures. So I got my book published. I started speaking on um, the contents of my book and people started asking me to coach them. And so I started coaching them. I then went to school for it. And here I am, you know, 15, over 15 years later, it's probably 17 years now, um, where I'm living my best life. And I'm happily married to the man of my dreams. I have two amazing kids. I have a career that I absolutely love and does not feel like work. It's just fun to create. I've got, you know, amazing support system and friends. And, and I don't say this to, you know, to say, Oh, look at me. I'm so great. It's because these are universal laws and by applying them and by helping other people apply them, I also see them change their lives as well. And so for me, it's like knowing these laws, which I write about in my latest book, Quantum Success, I, I really feel there are seven essential laws. Knowing these laws, it's like knowing the rules of the game. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like how, how successful would we be if we went and tried to play baseball and someone handed us a bat and said, okay, go hit the ball. And we hit the ball and they're like, run. And so we run to third base, right? You know, we have no idea what the rules are. So it just makes sense, doesn't it, to, to know what those rules are. Yeah. And and once we know them, we can play the game properly. That's really interesting to me because it, it, I really see what you mean by your basically expanding on the on, on the secret. Because the secret only goes so far in, in just sort of talking about the seven essential laws. But going through your work, you take it to an even deeper level. And something that I've noticed, even just uh, doing research and doing your watch your words, is you remind us that, you know, when you change your words, you can change your life. And yes. that, that mindset, you know, and, and that mindset is something that I think people, you know, casually forget. You, you listen to what you said, you know, people say, I can't, you know, um, I don't want, uh, I, I can't wait, you know, all these things I have to, all these things that they focus on is on limitation and they don't focus on gratitude and opportunity and possibilities. And these are the subtle things that we incorporate into our daily lives that feed into our work, our family, and then ultimately our, you know, whatever our destiny ends up becoming. And you are saying 
reframing your mind, focusing on what you're allowing to get into your head and really understand the seven um, laws, which we'll go into very soon, can shift your, your, your um, success rate in a quantum level. Oh, absolutely. See, because we are, I mean, everything is energy. I mean, modern physics physics has, um, or modern science has proven this. Quantum physics has shown this. Everything, even Einstein talked about that. Everything is energy. And we are like energy towers sending out a signal all day, every day. And we do that by the thoughts that we think, the beliefs that we hold, the perspectives that we have, the emotions that we feel or don't feel. Um, you know, the emotions that we hold on to and we can sit there and positive think all day long, but we're feeling angry inside, you know, the, everything's vibrational. So we're sending out signals. We, and we do that also by what we say. So what words we use, not only to ourselves, but out loud and then the actions that we take. So we're sending off energetic signals all day, every day. And those signals our communication that go out to the universe and law of attraction matches those signals, giving us more of the same. So one of the things that you said about limitation, one of the laws that really pulls it all together is the law of sufficiency and abundance because most human beings, and you know, this is not anybody's fault, but you know, if you, we go back to just even my grandparents that were, you know, around in the great depression, as an example, Lack and limitation were real. I mean, they weren't were they weren't well off. They had to sit in bread lines and you know wait for their ration of food and and had a hard time getting jobs and there wasn't anything around. I mean, they literally were in a place where evidence was of lack and limitation. So our heritage came from from that, or you know, many many different people have different perspectives or whatever their background was. But back then, there was lack of limitation. Yeah. But now we're in the age of abundance where nobody's out of breadline. You know, there still are poor people. There still are kids that are, are going to school and they don't have enough food and water and, and things like that. That's one thing. But the possibility is here now. We are in the age of abundance where um, if you understand energy, if you understand how your thoughts create reality, if you understand how by what you focus on and the energy that you focus on, you then attract that in your life. We are in a different space where when we are continuing to focus on the, what has brought us to the table, what has brought us to the party of lack and limitation. And we stay in that space. We cannot attract abundance ever from that place because they're two totally different poles. They're two totally different sides of the spectrum. And the doorway into abundance is being satisfied. It's coming from a place of looking for what the positive aspects are, finding what you can be grateful for in this moment, you know, looking for what is right and good instead of what's wrong and bad. And when we start to shift our focus and we start to shift, more importantly, our energy, then we start to bring in a completely different reality and we start to see life as abundance and we, and we start to see abundance reflected in our lives. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. You know, so I'm so eager. I want to go into the seven laws. So, first of all, before we go into seven laws, what is quantum success? I know what it is, but someone listening might wonder what that is. So, the way I like to think of quantum success is you're working with the field of energy, which is pure potentiality. There's no limitations on success. When we think about linear, um, you know, human success, right? It's a linear step-by-step approach. It's like this needs to happen before this happens. I need to work hard, push, strive. You know, there, there's a there's a um, a limitation on the amount. When we're talking about quantum success, 
we're literally in the quantum field where non-physical energy exists. Um, what I write about in quantum success is that who we are as a human being, our personalities, our upbringing, all of our ancestral DNA, everything that we've come to know ourselves, all the triumphs we've had, all the places where we felt down or depressed or sad or, you know, just displaced or lonely, all of our life experience, no matter what age we are right now, is only 4% of who we really are. The 96% is a non-physical part of us. And that's the quantum field. That's really tapping into quantum success. The, another example I can give, um, Teo, is when you think about it, when you go to your computer, right, and your computer is not hooked up to the internet, all you have access to is what's on your computer. So the emails that already downloaded, the pictures, the files, the documents, that's what you have access to. And that's like the personality, right? That's what we have access to. But when you hook up to the internet, now it's like you have a world of possibilities and potential. You could learn about going to the moon. You can learn about ballroom dancing. You can learn about Maseratis. You could learn about, you know, gun hunting, whatever. I mean, the, the, the potential and topics of finances. I mean, it just, it goes on and on. It's unlimited. And so that's what tapping into the quantum field. That's what we're talking about is that's when you create quantum success because you are going beyond yourself as a personality and going into a field where there is pure potentiality. There's unlimited wisdom. There's unlimited love. There's unlimited power. And that can be your co-creative partner in your life experience. Yeah. And in, in I find that with many things, solid objects, even the world, the world is mostly water, but we focus a lot on, on the land. Um, our body is mostly water, but we, we think about, oh, this is the only physical thing we can think about. But what we miss out on is the energy in the space. And, you know, when you bring in science and you bring in um, Einstein, a lot of the world is essentially atoms and, and, and energy, but we only focus on what we can see. And when we do that, we, we just miss out on the, you know, subconscious and, and everything that really actually informs the physical. And we live, we limit ourselves. Yeah. We live in ourselves. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I, I, I write a lot of poetry and I wrote, I've been focusing a lot on uh, mindset a lot this year. And I, I, I said the ironic thing is I've defined myself uh, by, you know, by the little that I know of. And, and it, it was it's just basically me realizing that I always just talk about the things that I, I can prove and the, the conscious. And then I'm like, something else is feeding this. And I, I'm not even paying attention to that. And all the little words I say and all the little things I put in my environment are actually feeding my subconscious. And I'm just missing out on the growth potential. So it's it's a great reminder that there is so much that we're not accessing. You say it's as much as 96%, which is incredible that the world operates, most of the world operates on about 4% of that. So that's um, that's just a great reminder to have. Well, isn't it, just even in the, the surrounding that you're in right now, I mean, it's just amazing to just even do this as a as an example, right? Whether, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're listening to Teo and I, if, if you look at the things the things that you can actually put your focus and your attention on, where, mm. where does your mind go? Like, you know, I'm sitting at my desk, I've got my computer, yeah. I've got my, my phone that is actually ringing from a dear friend of mine trying, trying to call me right now. Um, I've got a 
beautiful picture of my family in a frame. You know, so my, my attention goes to my notes of a course I'm creating, the the window and, and you know, the energy that my, my focus and attention goes to the plants and everything outside of my window. Most of it goes to the things that we can see or taste or touch or feel, right? The, this is how we're normally programmed. But take from a different perspective now. Take a step back and look at not the things, but the energy and the space between the things. So from your nose to the to the wall, and look at all that energy. Look at all the energy around you of the of the the emptiness where there is space between the computer and the picture frame, or myself, the top of my head to the top of my ceiling, or as my attention goes out my window, uh, I can see the sky. And it's like, now you start to see a different perspective where it's not just about the physical, see it, taste it, touch it, hear it, smell it world. There's so much more. I mean, there's, there's, you can bat your hand at this thing called energy or this thing called space, right? That right there in front of you, even if you just cup your hands together and hold this emptiness, that energy that that's energy right there with full pure potentiality becomes something it could become a pile of money it could become you know an accomplishment it could become something absolutely no i love this i love this and it's it's applicable to anything to cross-cultural work to understanding people to connecting across cultures is just don't focus on what you see there's much more around you so um okay let's go into this the seven laws the first one you're saying is you alone are the creator of you what do you mean (laughs) so (sighs) (laughs) we we like i said are energy towers and we have a we have our own opinions we have our own perspectives we have what we perceive ourselves as being we have our own um idea self-actualized idea of who we are of what we're capable of based on our upbringing based on what people have told us you know, some of us have had um, parents that were very encouraging and said, oh, you have the potential to be anything that you could be, want to be, right? Other people, unfortunately, were told that they're not good enough and that they're never going to amount to anything. You know, so all of that is our own self-perception. And we cannot outcreate our own self-perception. So we are the ones that have to decide and give ourselves permission to create a vision of who we want to become. Because each one of us are in the process of becoming something. Mm. We're not, none of us are the same each and every day. And we're not going to be the same person in five minutes from now or five years from now. So we get to decide, not based on what our parents told us or what society tells us, you know, based on what our past religion or, you know, uh, you know, anything that's a limitation of what's been imposed on us. We get to decide who we want to be, how we want to show up, what we want to create, what we want to have, what we want to do. We are the ones and we are the only ones that give ourselves permission. And we do that by really focusing on what are my thoughts that I want to say, you know, focus on. Am I in lack or am I in abundance? What words am I going to use? And do those words support who I want to become? You know, because like you were saying with watch your words, when you're saying things like, I can't afford that, well, do you want to be a person that perpetually can't afford the things that you want to enjoy in life? If you keep saying, I can't afford this, that is going to be your reality. Right. So we are, we, are, we are the creators of our own life experience. We are the creators of ourselves. Nobody else can be. 
What do you say to people that would say to you then, hey, you know, it's nice that you can say that from your privileged position. I, I grew up in this, blah, blah, blah. And um, it's, you know, it's not as easy for me to say that. You know, it's one thing to say something, but my reality is different. What do you say to that? You know, maybe you know, lower income, no access to school, no access to education and things like that. What would you say to that person? Okay, so I have not had that type of experience, but I will say this. I've had a lot of things in my life where I call contrast, things that I don't enjoy, things that I don't want, like, things that are very painful. And I'm just going to list a few of them. And so, so you understand um, and the listeners understand that I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. Um, I've had my own struggles. And because of this information, I was able to get through those things because they work for every situation. So I'm just going to rattle off a couple of them. Not everybody has the same life situations and circumstances, but I do know what pain and suffering is. So um, I had my sister at age 27 commit suicide. And when she did that, thank God I had the knowledge of what I was studying at the time. I had my own understanding of spirituality and how I had to focus on what I wanted and what I didn't want. And I was able to get myself out of that situation and be able to heal from that in a way that I know I wouldn't have if I didn't have this information. So having my sister who was 11 years older than me and who was my best friend, by the way, we were super close. um, That was one of the worst things that ever happened in my life. I also was at one point, at several different points in my life, $65,000 in debt, $90,000 in debt, $160,000 in credit card debt. Mm. And I was able to get out of that by applying these information. I also um, went through a divorce. I was also asked to resign from a company that I was the number one sales rep. And basically, if you don't resign, we're going to fire you kind of a situation. Um, And the worst of it all is I had my two-month-old son rushed to the hospital because he had to have open-heart surgery and had to spend a month in the hospital. And he was such a high-risk case that they they couldn't give us any type of um, guarantee. They couldn't give us any type of success rate because he was the oldest baby to ever have this type of surgery. And, and he shouldn't have even been alive. I mean, he, that was what we were told, he, that he was a miracle. And um, he was two months of age, and most babies that have the, the thing that he had die within the first week of life. And here he was two months of age. So that, I'll give you this, that particular situation. When we got that news, I turned to my husband and I said, there is no other vision There is no other energy that is going to be around him. There's no other vision that we are going to hold other than him being back at home, healthy, seeing him growing up, seeing him wrestling around with you and Alex, his his older brother, and traveling the world and having fun and laughter. And so now he's eight. He is a strong little kid. He loves playing soccer. He's a total smart ass, which I love. He's, you know, he's just the coolest kid. And the moments when I see my husband and my two boys, who are now eight and nine, wrestling around, and we are traveling the world and getting to go to places like Athens and Malta and Sicily and, you know, Australia and, you know, touching a koala bear and, you know, doing these things. These are moments I stand back and go, it's because I stood strong in my vision. 
when the doctors were telling us there might not be a chance, this is a very severe case, for me, it was like, no, there's no other vision. Yeah. I wouldn't allow anyone else to come around him. We, uh, we pissed some people off, some, some, uh, some family members off, because we wouldn't let them see him while he was in the ICU. You know, because we held vigilance and no, this is our reality. This is what we want. So if I could go through any of those situations, if I could fear losing my business at one point, all of these things, no matter what your circumstance or conditions are, you have the potential to change it because your circumstances and your conditions are a hangover from the thinking and the believing and the perspective of yesterday. And as you change your perspective, as you change your thoughts, as you change. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The energy of all those things, you have the pure potentiality because you are born. You have life literally flowing through you, breathing you. And your life, your divine self is abundant. Yeah. Wow. No, I love that. And, you know, I always like to bring in, um, you know, devil's advocate here because I, I do 100% believe that. And it's, it's a lot of what we inform ourselves. And we talked about it earlier. Your subconscious informs you more than you think. And if you're not aware of it, and if you don't try to access it, it definitely does. You end up making whatever you see become your reality. So it's a, no, it's a good reminder for that. So then you say, append in the superstition of materialism. Yes. So we've we've talked a little bit about that. Is that you know everything? Most people think, oh well, you know, money is materialistic, or you know, this is if I want a big house, or if I want to drive a nice car, if I want to have success. Oh, that's so materialistic. Everything here, everything that is life, everything that is energy, is spiritual. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Everything is created from energy. Energy is from spirit. Energy is from all that is. And so when we think a thought of, ooh, I would love to experience traveling to Paris with my husband, 
that's a thought that comes from the giver. We are the receiver. The giver spirit is the one that plants these in our minds. And we get to go, oh, well, I couldn't afford that. Or we go to, ooh, that feels good. How do we do that? We, you know, we get to either squash the divine idea or we get to move and let the divine idea move us. So people think, oh, well, you know, having a lot of money in the bank, it drives me crazy, Tao, when people say to me, um, well, you know, money is just so, it's so materialistic and, you know, and, and it's, and it's so bad to want money. And, and, and they get this because in the Bible, it says money is the, the love of the love of money, not money. The love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. And that means that if you make money, your source, if you make money, the thing that makes you happy, you're totally missing the point because it is the divine. It is pure potentiality. You know, it's, it's that quantum field. It's the one, all that is, that is our source and our supply. But it is our source and our supply of our money, of our prosperity, of our opulence, of beauty, of everything. So if we're focusing on, focusing on just money to provide us all the happiness and the joy and all that, we're missing the point. That's what the Bible meant, but people have misinterpreted it so badly that it's not it's money that's the root of all evil. No, it's not. And by the way, we all kind of agreed at some point in society that money is the thing that makes things go round. If I want to have a nice house to live in and if it's cold and I want to turn on my heater so that my body is now warm, it takes money to do that. If I want to feed my family, if my kids are hungry, I need to have money to be able to go to the store as an exchange, as a medium of exchange to buy the food so that I can fill my boys' bellies up. Yeah. Money, money is a medium of exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times I find money actually makes you more of who you are, right? So it, or it gives you the opportunity to do what you say you want to do. But I think the mindset behind that is, is, is really what you need to work on. And if you're saying money is the most important thing to you, and then you lose sight of the things that you're you're focused on. But if you're focused on what your purpose is and the maximizing your potential, the things like money will come because people will be attracted to your energy, and they'll want to learn more. And that's what will you know bring out the you know the money making opportunity. So it, it's such an interesting uh, um, shift, I guess, in mindset. But it, it's it's one that I, I do think I do agree that people have uh, sort of taken what that said in the Bible and turned it into something because people don't even say the love of money is the root of all evil they just say money is the root of all evil now. exactly so they, yeah so it's just a it's an interesting shift and, uh, and that just goes on and on huh. this is a yeah I, I could talk about that for days honestly. <laughs> I, I honestly could it's because you know money and here's the beauty of it we are we as this energetic tower right as the the person that's sending out thoughts and feelings and emotions and sending out energy sending out triggers all day every day we are the one that creates the relationship. Our relationships start first inside of us and then go outside. So it doesn't matter if it's with success, another person, money, our bodies. It doesn't matter what it is. And the cool thing about money is that money, you know, like when you have a relationship with another person, whether it's a child, a partner, a friend, a parent, you know, you have this thing you're giving out as far as energy, but they also have their own thoughts, beliefs, history, you know, that, that comes back and gets filtered, right? So we don't necessarily have control over the pure attraction because people have their own divine will and, and all that. Money doesn't have opinions. It doesn't say, oh, I'm going to go to Teo, but I'm not going to go to Christy. Mm. 
It doesn't have a mind. It's yes. pure energy. Yeah, 100%. So when we, when we get our own energetic alignment right with money and stop thinking that it's the root of all evil, because, hello, you think money's going to be attracted to you if you think it's bad? Yeah. It's going to go, oh, she thinks I'm bad. You know, I'm going to run away. I'm going to be repelled from her. <laughs> right? That is so true. That is so true. And that goes back to, you know, you're, you're the creator of you and a lot of the things that you attract. Um, it, it really it comes from what you're putting out. So that's, uh, that's uh, I love this. Um, is that similar to controlling your emotional doubt? Because that's the, the, the next step. Yeah, so controlling your emotional dial is it we we <laughs> I love this discussion because you know when I was a kid growing up in the 70s um you know some some people had remote controls um but in my house if we wanted to change the station on the TV for example we had to get up and actually change the dial on the TV it was one of those little round you know kind of dials that you had to change and I remember, like, if Charlie's Angels was coming on, right, and we were on Channel 5, we had to then change it to Channel 3 so that we could get the frequency and have the picture of Charlie's Angels show up or Fantasy Island or Love Boat or whatever's on at the time, right? Now you know how old I am. And so, <laughs> and so we would have to change the station based on what we wanted to see. Well, we need to do that for ourselves too, right? Because we have an outpicturing of every aspect of our lives. And so are we looking at the aspect of our careers, for example, and are we on the life sucks, you know, it's such a struggle, no matter what I do, I can't seem to get ahead kind of outpicturing station? Or are we on the, I love my career, I'm on purpose, my business is thriving, movie that we're watching the channel that we're on which emotional dial are we tuned into yeah huh that's interesting and for me i mean i can see why you're best selling out there because of some of these words that we just say every day you have a unique way of reframing them and just uh personalizing them in such a way where it applies to many people because that particular sentence controlling your emotional dial i think it's a lot of things that people don't realize that they can control there's I was going through your watch your words and you say people always people say I always do this I always do that this is this is something that always happens to me and it, it's something that you can shift and say well sometimes this happens to me but this is what I learned from that and so that affects your emotions and how you actually approach problems and think about uh, solutions as opposed to just coming from a place of lack uh, and and uh, it's interesting yeah you can control your emotional dial yes and Thank you very much for that sweet compliment. And and it's true. I mean, I, I know firsthand because I was very much rooted in lack and limitation. I mean, I have a whole entire course that teaches people on what is lack and what is abundance and what is the difference. And every point of what lack was, being competitive, looking for what's wrong and bad, being critical, being judgmental, you know, constantly focused on the, you know, the, how, what you don't have and others do have, um, you know, just all of that stuff What's mm. you know, poor me being in the victim, no matter what I do, I can't seem to get ahead. All of that is learned. It's not the truth of who we are and it's not where our, our divine partner, it's not where God, goddess, all that is, whatever you want to call the one, the creator, that's not where that homie hangs out, <laughs> right? That, yeah. that guy, that, that entity is always in a place of abundance. 
Yeah. And so when we are in lack, we are cutting ourselves off from that abundant flow. Yeah. yeah. And we're making ourselves miserable. And and here's the way, and something else you said that I really want to say this is that there's not a lot we can control in our lives. Most of us have this false belief that if I go outside of my life and I try to control my money or try to control that person, or I try to control this situation, I can try to control all my environment, you know, my living space or where I live or the traffic or anything else, then I'll be happy. The only thing that we can control is ourselves, our own thoughts, our own emotions, our own perspective. And when we control that, And we deliberately, I like to think of it instead of controlling it, when we get into a space of working with ourself deliberately and deliberately focusing where we want to put our attention, that's when our lives are completely changed. Because now we're not in lack. We're deliberately choosing to think in abundant ways. And then what has to happen by universal law this isn't just Christy Whitman coming up with these laws. This is universal. Yeah. This is like the, the start of all creation. The cliff no version is if you feel bad, you're in lack. Yeah. If you feel good, you're in abundance. So it wouldn't be me if I didn't do the devil's advocate thing. So do it. <laughs> um, we, we in a time where we're talking, we're focusing a lot on mental health, right? So people sometimes when they hear us talk this way, they would say, you know, it's my chemical makeup doesn't allow me to just react that way. I'm not a rah-rah type person. I can't actually just naturally uh, feel positive. You know, I, I feel into that. What would you say um, about that? Well, I really truly believe that everything is energy. And so it's not just someone can't think in a positive way. There's something going on underneath that because a lot of times our, we have stuck emotions Um, without getting too much into, you know, the healing work that I do, we have things that happen in our lives, sometimes that happen at a very early age, that bushwhack us. So we're going about our day, we're feeling joyful, and someone says something, something does, something happens, maybe we lose a loved one, someone steals from us, our, you know, bicycle gets, you know, run over by a car, and now we're getting blamed for it, whatever the situation is. There's a bushwhack that happens and it blocks our flow of emotions. And what we do out of self-protection without even knowing that we're doing this, Mm. it's okay. I was feeling excitement. I was really excited that happened. So I don't, and I, and I feel like I was going to die from that situation. So I don't ever want to be excited again. And if I allow myself to get too excited, then I'm going to sabotage myself. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen this play out in many clients lives in my own life. And when you release the, the bushwhack, when you let the energy flow and you get back the positive emotions, now you're back in alignment. Yeah. Now, I will say there are some people that have um, gone in directions of doing a lot of alcohol or doing a lot of drugs, and their brain, their brain chemistry does change. And so there, I mean, my sister was a perfect example. She did years and years of doing drugs. And, um, you know, when, by the time she had committed suicide, she was five years completely clean of most drugs. She was still smoking marijuana, but she, you know, was five years clean of, um, doing cocaine, of using cocaine. And she had a horrible habit and I don't want to get into all that, but, um, so her brain chemistry was done. It was just so shot. And so for her to be on antidepressants, you know, it, it did help her in a sense, 
But ultimately, she ended up doing what she did because her brain chemistry was so messed up. And to tell her, you just need to change your thoughts and you just need to, you know, be positive. That wouldn't work for her mm. because her brain doesn't function like normal people that haven't gone down that road. Right. Yeah. It, and it wasn't like a small little drug use here and there. It wasn't like, OK, let me, you know, do the college. Let's try some ecstasy or, you know, things that people do. Right. We're talking, this is a, she was a major drug user and her brain was completely shot. So there are obviously are different situations, but at the root of everything, people do drugs, people do have addictions, people have vices because there's something inside of them that's telling them that they're feeling bad. They're not in a place of feeling fulfilled. Their thoughts are telling them that it doesn't feel good. Maybe their shame tanks are full, so they don't feel good in their own physical bodies. So whether it's they go and smoke marijuana or they drink too much coffee or they eat too much sugar or they're sexing around or whatever it is, it's a reaching outside of themselves for something to fulfill them because they are inside of them feeling some form of lack. Yeah. And when you, when you address the lack, when you address the pain and you release the energy of the pain, the rest of the desire to go outside and try to make yourself be feel better by the things goes away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You, you were definitely ready for that answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so I, I want to be respectful of your time. So we need to move a little quicker. So can we talk about conjuring the essence of quantum success and living into your future? Those are the next two. Absolutely. So Conjuring the essence of success is really, you know, I do this every year for, for New Year's as a, as a way to release what the old year has been and bring in the essence and the energy of what you want your new year to be. So most people want something because they think they're going to feel a certain way when they get it. So I don't care if it's a car like a Ferrari or a Maserati or if it's career success or a partner or more money, whatever we desire, whatever we want, we think that when we have it, we're going to feel a certain way. And what happens with most people is they go and get the thing and then they're like, huh, that didn't do it. I did it for a little bit, but now I'm maybe, maybe I need another Ferrari or maybe I need to make more money or maybe, you know what, maybe I need to have a second child or, you know, on and on it goes because we are pushing we're basically assigning our emotions, our feelings outside of ourselves. And when we do that, once again, I'm not feeling it now, but if I get that, then I'll feel it. Then we're coming from lack and we can't attract what we want from a place of lack. So it's important to understand what is the emotion? What is the energy? What is the essence that you're wanting from that pile of money, yeah. from that partner, from that Maserati, from whatever it is, right? Feel that now. Allow yourself to conjure up that feeling of success now. And then what happens is you become a magnet to the things that continue to feed what you're already feeling inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. You know, conjure that feeling now. And then living into, the, living into your future, is that just the same sort of thing where you're, you're already looking at the future and you're staying in the essence of that? Well, you know, all time is simultaneous. This is also what we know from quantum physics is that our past, our present, and our future all exist right now. We can think of a, of a movie. We can think of a song. We can think of something that can literally bring us back to a moment, to an energetic connection with something that happened in our past. 
And it could either be something good or it could be something bad. Well, the same is true with our future. There are thousands of possible future selves that exist out there right now. Some are good, some are better, some are awesome, some are like, whoa, blow my mind, spectacular. And it's up to us to connect with that future self by the visions that we have, the expectations that we have with the most awesome future, with the energy of that future self already living that experience right now and allow that future self to feed us in the present moment. Because what happens is if we are looking into the future and we're afraid, we're like, oh, I'm not gonna, there's, we are projecting some kind of lack. I'm gonna be alone, no one's gonna love me. I'm not gonna have the career. There's no possible way for me to get ahead. The money is bleak. How am I ever gonna make money from doing this? You know, we're projecting into a future and then we're feeling bad in our now. All of our power is in our now. But if we are looking into a future where it's like, nope, my, you know, it's like that song, my future's so bright, I got to wear shades. Yeah. Am I date? Am I dating myself again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she keeps making 80 references. <laughs> um, so, you know, like if we're looking out at a future where it's like, we know that there is this energetic connection that we have with pure potentiality, with, you know, feeling and living into the life that we love. And I have processes when, when someone gets the book, um, I take them through a step-by-step process, but I also, um, give them an opportunity to go to the website and get the meditations or get the guided uh, visualizations so that I can take them through, you know, how do you actually connect with that awesome, amazing, spectacular future self, and then allow that future self to feed you in your now. So, um, and I, I'd love to give all your listeners a gift. I actually want to give them a copy of quantum success. It's not an ebook. It's an actual physical, um, hardcover book by Simon Schuster. And you can go to quantum successbook.com. I just ask that you take care of the shipping. I'm going to take care of the $26 cost of the book. And when you get the book, um, you actually get a video of me walking you through the very first steps of getting really super clear on what you do want. Um, you have access to all the different processes like connecting with your future self. So you can start doing this work right away while you're waiting for the book to arrive. Quantumsuccessbook.com. That's it. Okay. I'm just uh, typing it now so I don't forget. Uh, and then I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. Awesome. Okay. And wow, this is, this is, this is great. And I appreciate you giving the gift. Creating the climate of quantum success and pruning as a catalyst for growth. Yes. So there's things that a lot of times people um, have a hard time letting go of. And pruning is a natural process. Like if you look at, if you're going to own a garden, you know, if you had a garden, we need to prune out the weeds. We need to prune out those plants that have the, the growth that is just, you know, it, there's no more potential for its growth. So we cut it off so that the new flower can bloom or whatever it is. And we need to do that in all aspects of our life. We, need to, we do that mentally by, by pruning away those thoughts that don't feel good, that those thoughts that are in lack, mm-hmm. and choosing instead positive thoughts, the thoughts that are in alignment with abundance, or that move us into the space of being in that space of satisfaction, right? right. Sometimes it might be pruning um, old things. You know, it could be uh, like old stuff that carries energy in your house. 
um, stuff that, you know, clothes that you don't wear or things that maybe an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend gave you that every time you look at it, you kind of go, grr, you know, it's like <laughs> getting rid of those things, yeah. right? Pruning those things, getting rid of them. Um, sometimes it might be people. You might have that friend that you kind of kept around for a long time, but every time you talk to that person, they just bring you down and you don't want to be with them anymore, but you keep them hanging around because you're afraid to let them go. You know, there's a, there's a big problem with people hoarding, you know, letting, just letting the stuff that you don't need go so that you make room for the new, because from an energetic perspective, we all can only contain a certain amount. And if those old things that no longer serve you, whether it's clothes, cars, people, thoughts, whatever they are, if they're gunking up, so to speak, your energy field, then you can't make way for the new with the new positive energy of what you want to bring in. That's so in order, order to bring in the new, you must release old. Wow. Just, I, I can't. This has been incredible, by the way. This is 40 minutes of just jam-packed knowledge. And I know there's so much more in and. If you're just uh, curious about just where you can even find Christy, she's got ChristyWhitman.com. You have a show called Quantum Success as well? Is that correct? Uh, I do. It comes out every Monday, and, and I also have a YouTube channel that has hundreds of Quantum Success shows on there. So any question that you would have on Law of Attraction or any of the Universal Laws or any situation that you might be in, I'm sure there's some something of me talking on something. Yeah, yeah. And, and Christy believes in relationships that are built on trust in every area of her life. You know, she's one that's manifested. She's married to soulmate. So if you have questions about love, questions about life, questions about work, questions about how to create joy, uh, she's someone that you should definitely check out. And obviously she's backed up by the credentials as well. And, you know, from where she's been to the, the credibility that her, that her books have also received. So it's, I'm really, really grateful that you spent uh, this holiday season with us here. This is going to be in the, coming out in the new year, so it's going to help people start off the year, right? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, any last words uh, to say to the audience before I ask you the final question? Are you going to shoot me after? Any mm -hmm. last words? No, no, no. I, I do not <laughs> own a like gun, so, but, so you know, cool. but uh, that I, is, I dug myself into that. <laughs> <laughs> Am I being executed? Any last words, Kirsty? Uh, <laughs> Yes. Um, you know, each and every one of us has the potential to um, create what we want. I mean, we cannot not create. We're always going to have some kind of result in our life and we're always giving out some kind of energy. We're always affirming something. So we can either affirm what we don't want and what we don't have and what's right, wrong and bad in our life, or we can affirm what we do want and what we do have and what's good and right about our lives. We all have that potential. We all have that ability. We all have that control. And as you deliberately choose to create your life instead of by choosing to just be in the space of receiving things by default and playing a victim to circumstances, as you move into becoming a deliberate creator of your life, you'll see that your life dramatically and quickly changes because it must. It's a universal law. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's brilliant. So my mission statement, Christy, is use your difference to make a difference. And it's the foundation of everything that I do. And I always like to ask my guests that same question. How do you use your difference to make a difference? Wow, that's a good question. Um, for me, it's, it's really about the, the core understanding that any lack or limitation is, is man-made. It's, it's been something that we learned. And 
for me, the difference became in my life when I learned that and I was able to shift it. And, you know, I still do that on a daily basis. I had something come up around Christmas time that was a full lack experience. And I had to look in where's the energy? Because if, if I created this, then there's somewhere inside of me that believes that this is, this is the way it needs to be. And so when you have understand your power mm. to be able to shift that, um, that, that's really what life is all about. So my difference really is making a difference in other people's lives by understanding that. Love it. There you have it. Christy Whitman, ladies and gentlemen. I, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. This has been an education of many sorts. So thank you for gracing us with your presence. Thank you so much, Theo, for having me. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year! And ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, until next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.